Hello, and welcome to the Power Your Advice podcast. The Power Your Advice podcast is designed to bring financial advisors new ideas, why those ideas should be considered, and how to implement them into your business. This podcast is brought to you by Advisorpedia, the best place for advisors to grow their minds and businesses. And now, please join your host, Doug Heikinen. Hello, and welcome to the podcast. A challenging market has been in effect for quite some time now. So now's an ideal time for advisors to up their client service game and bring more value to their wealthy clients. One of the ways to do that is through cash management. To understand what the options are for you, your clients, and prospects, we've called in a longtime friend of ours, an expert in this area, Eric Lansky. Eric is the president of Stone Castle Cash Management. Stone Castle connects institutional investors and wealth managers with the 3 trillion community banking industry. Hello, Eric. It's so nice to have you on. It's nice to be here. Thank you very much. Let's jump right in. Why is cash something advisors should be paying more attention to in the current environment? Well, first, I'm going to apologize to you and others who are listening because I've become very passionate about cash. So that will come across at times. But uh, I truly believe that they should be talking about cash in all environments. It, it truly is the only asset class which every client has exposure to, every pros- prospective client has exposure to, and it's truly the one that's least missed, uh, the one that's most misunderstood. But uh, to your question, why now? It's simply because it's the conversation your clients are having at this moment. If they're not having with the advisor, they're having with someone else. With rates being where they are and continuing to increase, it's on the radar. It's in the media. The conversations are taking place. The advisor needs to engage with their clients to ensure they're part of that conversation. Advisors have long evolved from the stock picker to a financial quarterback. Now that they should be paying more attention to cash, Are you seeing more advisors incorporate cash management into their practices so they can better support the client's comprehensive wealth portfolios? The the smart advisors are. (laughs) The advisor, if you're holistic in wealth management, you're looking at all your client's assets. And the Capgemini World Wealth Report 2022 indicates 24% of a high net worth person's assets is sitting in cash. And it's not just because of COVID that number is elevated. It historically has been, been between 22 to 27% of a high net worth assets, uh, high net worth person's assets is sitting in cash. So if you're truly being a holistic and looking at uh, managing all your clients' assets and putting together a plan, cash needs to be part of that equation. Um, and then the part that's really fascinating, Doug, and, and something I've observed is that When you look at the ADVs of most RIAs, a lot of acronyms there, uh, most include cash and cash equivalents under billable assets. So it's right there. When you ask an advisor if they're including cash under the billable assets, they will say no. And they will say no because they will say, well, I'm earning nothing on my cash. I don't feel comfortable charging my fee. Well, that has changed. You know, the yields are over 1%, nearing 2% now. So it, it is time that advisors can in, embrace what they've already have agreed upon in their ADV, which is to include cash as part of the billable assets. And with a lot of portfolio values down this year, it's a great way for the advisor to make up that shortfall 
by capturing additional cash and maximizing the cash on hand. So for those advisors who don't manage cash for their clients, but like everything that sits inside or outside their poor peer view as far as being a quarterback, they must be getting questions from clients on what to do with the elevated levels of cash that a client might be sitting on, or do clients even bring it up? Well, I'm not sure how one could be called themselves a quarterback if they're not managing a quarter of their client's assets, which is the cash. So they need to manage the cash and capture the cash will help them do that. Um, yeah, it, it's amazing that, you know, for a lot of advisors, they didn't want to be bothered with the client's cash. And it sounds ridiculous when you say that loud, but, you know, I've met so many advisors and reps who would say, I've sent my client to Marcus or Ally or some online bank to get a higher yield. And then they, I see them a, a few months later and they're saying, well, my client got inundated with wealth management arm offerings from all these online banks that they sent their clients. So it, you, know, you say to that, I think advisors want to manage the cash. They and traditionally have not, didn't want to be bothered with managing the cash. And that's a clear distinction. And what we do is we make it really easy and convenient and unique for that advisor to manage their client cash. And going back to your question, you know, the conversation, as I said earlier, if the advisor is not having the cash conversation with the client, that client is having that conversation with someone else, most likely their bank. And as I said, most money center banks and very large banks, they have a wealth management arms, which are being introduced to that client that's sitting on a lot of cash at the bank. So a quarter of the advisor's client's assets are in cash and reports are showing a noticeable pickup in liquidity events, inheritance, life insurance proceeds, sale of a business. So that number could be going up. Where's all the cash going? And you mentioned a few of the places. Exactly. And, and one of the big liquidity events we saw in the last year and a half, two years, was selling properties. Um, a lot of people were selling you know, significant real estate holdings and going to cash and, and waiting things out. And, and that was a big source of liquidity event. Where that money would traditionally go would be viewed as a big bank. And what's remarkable, they would go to a bank that's very large for the aspect that they want absolute safety and security for this money until they figure out what they want to do with it. So they will go to a bank um, and usually a very large bank. But at the end of the day, regardless of the size of the institution, only 250000 is backed by FDIC insurance. Um, so if a client really wants absolute safety and security with their cash, there really is no better solution than, you know, FICA for advisors, which can provide 100 times the insurance level of a bank with $25 million of FDIC insurance per tax ID. Let the advisor capture that money and then reallocate it as they see fit when they put together a portfolio. And, and this has been a very effective tool for advisors to capture money, which they traditionally would not see after such a liquidity event. So why would it be beneficial for an advisor to have direct control over their client's cash rather than own a percentage of a pooled investment? This is a very sophisticated question, Doug. So I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm impressed. Most people don't really understand the difference between a direct bank deposit and a pooled instrument. I try. Um, uh, yeah, well, you've done your research. So in 2008, you, know, you had money funds break the buck. And a lot of advisors and, and you know, investors were not able to access their money directly because they didn't own the underlying securities of money fund. They owned a percentage of the pool of securities. So when everyone wanted their money and you had to run on the funds, they had to close down the funds, 
They needed a portfolio manager to sell the securities, usually on a down market, and then they would allocate it out. All money funds have what's called fees and gates involved because of the pooled aspect of the portfolio. When you have a direct bank deposit with a program such as ours, you have your client's direct ownership of those underlying deposits. So if every one of our investors or depositors wanted their monies the next day, it would awfully stink for me and in our company, but there's nothing holding back from us sending out those funds the next day um, to the clients. Um, that being said, I want to be really clear. It's an interesting question. You know, the stable coins recently raised the, the challenges of a pulled in instrument, but I think it's very low risk overall. But it's it's a you know for those who want absolute safety and security, um, there is some element of liquidity risk with the pulled instrument. One of the reasons I have these questions is because we see a lot of things come across the site, and this one is just really interesting. And the more you dig into it, as we try to educate advisors and investors, this one just makes so much sense to me. So here's another one. Why are we seeing such large differences in rates among bank checking savings and CD accounts? Yeah, that's, that's, that's a wonderful question. Um, as all your questions are wonderful, but this one is, uh, and people ask, it's like, well, why is one rate this and another rate why? It, it goes back to demand on those deposits. So many banks had excess liquidity over the last year and a half, and there was no need for them to pay up. You know, some banks are more aggressive in obtaining loans than others. So it really depends upon the bank's demand for deposits. What one needs to be really careful of is one day a bank may be paying a high rate because they need those deposits, whereas the next day they may not need those deposits and that rate will drop. Whereas we're a little bit different, we you know we're, we have to be competitive to the market. So our rates are always going to need to be competitive um, because we don't have a floating demand for our deposits. There's always a demand for deposits. Um, and we need to make sure we stay aggressive in terms of uh, in providing something very positive to the end client. Real choice in cash is limited. Treasuries, money funds, ETFs, none of which in and of themselves create a ton of value other than being a liquid investment opportunity within managed portfolios. So here's where we get to your company. How does Stonecastle help? Well, first, I would not sure I would count ETFs as cash. So I know a lot of ETFs position themselves as cash-like. And as we learned over history, things that were cash-like weren't always very cash-like. So you can go to ultra short-term bond funds, you can do enhanced cash funds, you can do stable coins. Um, they were all positioned as cash-like, but that does not work very well. Uh, if something is cash, you know, you're, you're thinking of, you know, it could be treasuries, it could be money funds, it could definitely be, you know, an FDIC insured bank deposit. Uh, when it comes to cash, what's really important is, is an acronym called SLI, safety, liquidity, and yield. Absolute safety first, that's what people want for their cash. They're not going into cash because they want the highest performance. They want absolute safety. They want liquidity. They want the money when they ask for that money, and then they want yield. If you're solely focused on yield, you're sacrificing safety or liquidity, and that's usually not consistent to what you want to do with your cash. As to your question of how we're helping advisors, we want to be a resource for them to know all things about cash. We don't expect every advisor or many advisors to be an expert on cash, but we can be an extension in their office and help them understand the best opportunities to leverage cash, where to capture held away cash, and how to leverage our solutions to actually grow their practice. It truly is a complement to what they have available in-house 
Um, and there's just a lot of money and opportunity outside the advisor that we enable them to capture. Referrals are a big deal to advisors, but research shows that a, the high net worth client isn't want to talk about their talk about their advisor or refer them. But you're seeing something different in regarding your advisor clients. We are, and yeah, and, uh, throughout history, you always say ask for referral, ask for referral. Your best source of client is your existing client. Um, best source of marketing is your existing clients. But you know what's really unique about what we are doing the client themselves ends up becoming a referral. And, and here's how, when they're introduced to FICA for advisors to a high net worth investor, the first question they usually ask or a question they usually ask is, is this something my business can take advantage of? And the answer is yes. And then the advisor, you know, the client will ask, well, I sit on a board for a nonprofit. Uh, we're sitting at some money center bank earning next to nothing. Is this something that could be available? The answer is yes. So what inevitably happens once this is introduced and people are like, wait a second, I can access 900 banks via a single account, a single 1099, a single trade, a single wire, and I get a high rate of return and 100 times the FDIC insurance in a single bank. I want to take advantage of this in all the areas I do business and I'm involved. And so that's how the advisor gets pulled into these new opportunities. They may have worked with this client for 20 years but never dealt with their business or never dealt with the nonprofit board that they may sit on or the advisor may be sitting on a nonprofit or a board or a foundation or an endowment. And there really is nothing to what we offer that's it's comparable in the marketplace. So something that adds a great deal of value to not only the advisor and the client, but also the uh, entity that's taking advantage of it. I'm sure you get a lot of naysayers. So what do you say to the advisor who doesn't see the value in cash management and says, I'm just going to go buy treasuries. You know, that's the beauty of an advisor. You know, an advisor, you know, whatever they think is appropriate for the client, they can do whatever they feel is in the best interest of the client. And, you know, there may be times buying treasuries make absolute sense. The only thing I would encourage is for an advisor to be familiar with the FICA for Advisor program and then see if it's maybe a better fit for the advisor. What which, as we said earlier, is that most advisors, and I think there was a Schwab executive that said most of their advisors uh, have like 7% cash allocation. What I've seen, it's usually 4 to 6% allocation, but the survey says it's about 24 to 27%. So to the advisor who says, Eric, I'm good, I got a treasury, they may have an in-house money fund. And I said, that makes absolute sense, but you've always had that. But the majority of your client cash, and I'm looking right at your ADV, since you have a 5% allocation, is not with you. It's sitting at a bank, and it's primarily sitting at a bank for the perceived higher levels of safety and security that it can provide. Why not give them what they're already using, FDIC insurance, but magnify it with the FICA program? And, and so, you know, treasuries make sense, money funds make sense for cash on hand. But what I want to enable advisors to do is to capture this held away cash which we're very successful in helping advisors do. Um, and then they can start billing on it as per many of their ADVs. Anything else we should know about Stonecastle that advisors would find useful? Uh, we wanna be the advisor community's resource for cash. Um, we know the competition, we know the market. We wanna be a resource. Not every advisor will be working with us, but we want every advisor to be familiar with us and then they can make a decision for themselves. Um, they can learn more about us at advisor, A-D-V-I-S-O-R.cash. And the other thing I really wanna highlight, I know efficiency is really important for an advisor practice. 
Uh, we have an online portal that you know, an advisor can push an online application to their client. It can be opened uh, in five minutes and, and available for funding in 24 hours. There's 24 hour, seven day a week online access, and we're integrated with most every uh, portfolio data aggregator out there. Eric, it was a pleasure to see you and have you on. Thanks so much for being with us today. I'm grateful for your time and this opportunity as well. Thank you. As Eric mentioned, to learn more about the folks at Stone Castle Cash Management, visit advisor.cash. Please visit us for all the latest updates on Twitter, LinkedIn, and Facebook, all at Advisorpedia. For everybody at Advisorpedia, our producer, Jakey Beard, and the Power Your Advice podcast team, this is Doug Heikinen.